answer that question by asking you two questions. One, is this or is this not? Chasing history. Jake Larson. I needed to find this Shaka Khan song. I couldn't think of the name of it, and so I had to stop in the middle of the sidewalk. And two-time Nebraska walk-on tryout participant Colton Stone. <laughs> I'm putting a 12-6 that only has a 12 right at the batter's head. Yes, it is. Two, do I, or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Padres have been hit the entire series, and Perdomo throws behind Arnado, and it's on. Good morning, Jake Larson and beautiful people of Nebraska. Are you implying that I'm not a beautiful people? <laughs> Jake and everybody else. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Oh, thank you. Uh, Jake, how are you today? Couldn't be better. You couldn't be. I, c- I could not be. Not even Any a little better. bit. Not even, not, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. 10 a.m. on a Friday. You know what time it is. It means it's Chasing History time. We've got some new stuff this week. Uh, I won't get into it too much yet just because I kind of want it to be a surprise. Um, and uh, as as you heard there, Nolan Arenado the, earlier this week charged the mound, had one bench-clearing brawl there at Coors, uh, Coors Field, and then two against the Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, you know, so fighting. Baseball, it's Red Sox Yankees week. <laughs> I mean, where else is that going to happen? Where where else is a lot of fighting going to happen, or fighting and baseball at the same time? Yeah, fighting and baseball. Well, baseball can be going on while the hockey is going on because there's going to well, be- no fighting and baseball at the same time. Oh, at, like at the same in the same location, Red Sox Yankees. Yeah, or anybody that's been drinking too much. So every other baseball. So game. every baseball game. <laughs> but no, I think honestly, yeah. About every single Red Sox-Yankee series, a fight's going to break out. And honestly, makes sense considering, this is my opinion, but the biggest rivalry in North American sports is Red Sox-Yankees. Yeah, I mean, that's probably fair. I think it's it's a toss-up between them or Army-Navy. Because, I mean, yeah, oh, there's a big deal about playing those two playing each other each year, but that's football. You only play once a year. In baseball, you play like... It division rivals like twenty times, yeah. so I, that make that does take a little bit away from it. But if it was baseball was like football, where you play once a year, Red Sox Yankees would be broadcasting about every major network. I uh, think it would take clo- about, schools, schools and businesses would be shut down. It would take like seven hours of play because of all the fighting. Yes, exactly. And it would end like one nothing. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> they always have great. Great pitching, even though, yeah. Well, earlier this week, pitching. wasn't one of them 14-1 to 1 or something like that? Yep. That That's was... probably the outlier, though. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, that really, I think that really evened up the Yankees-Red <laughs> Sox all-time score. Yeah, probably. Considering. You look at you look at them, like, side-by-side, side, and it's almost identical. Like, them against each other, it's almost identical. Because, I mean, really, I mean, yeah, they talk about the curse of the Bambino, but before that, it was a very one-sided rivalry. In the, with the Red Sox having the upper hand, and then they sold away old Ruth, and uh, things mm-hmm. tipped the other, <laughs> and things tipped the other way, and now it's kind of back to normal. But it's going to be interesting since both these teams are really good. But um, when that series comes around, I am one of the biggest Red Sox fans you'll meet. You don't like the Yankees? Nah, not a big fan. Not not a huge fan. That's fair. I mean, oh, didn't we have a clip last week that uh, was talking about whether it's – oh, no, it was um, is that uh, old Montana Tech football coach. He said, yeah, I don't quite like the Yankees. It's kind of like rooting for the Lions back in ancient Rome. No, but seriously, I remember Doug Stanhope, great comedian, once said, why, why are you going to root for the Yankees? Um, you might as well just go to the casino and root for the house. <laughs> Like, that's exactly what it is, because they have, like, if you take 15 teams, they're, like, the lowest 15 teams uh, salary cap, it's equal to the Yankees. It's like when they talk about military spending yeah. in the United States compared to, like, the next however many countries. That's what it seems like with the Yankees baseball. They, so we should compare our military spending to how much the Yankees spend. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though I think it's not very fair, because I think the Yankees spend more. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I would honest. not be surprised. But... 
So and also not only that, but like yeah, they're good every year because they spend so much, but they spend it on the stupidest stuff. It's like, hey, should we get some you know a closer, uh, some you know starting pitching, some guys that can get on base? No, let's just get guys that are home run or nothing. Oh, okay, let's go for that. Speaking of that, we might as well just just uh, this wasn't a topic we had going for this week, and now I kind of wish we used would have used it. For Are we going to talk about segment, Rob Deere's but... home runs to at bat ratio? Uh, no, we're oh, going to okay. talk about how. Uh, it, I know it's early in the season, but is it already a waste of money to have John Carlo on the Yankees? No, no, no. Even though he's not going to have as good of a season. It's going to be one of his worst seasons in a few years. I think he's going to be one of those guys that ends up complaining about how much different the National League is to the American League and blah, blah, blah. And he does cause some chemistry. But, I mean, he's still going to hit, like, 36 home runs, which is, like, a very good number nonetheless. It's not going to be, like, his 58 or whatever that he hit last year. But he's going to hit, like, 36 home runs. What I could see this being like, I mean, I need to check his age. I know he's pretty young. But this is, like... 20-something, I think. Well, yeah, because, like, it's in a way, unless he gets sent to another team in the National League, Cubs, and uh, things kind of change for him, this is going to be, like, his Ken Griffey to the Reds thing where he has one season where it's, like, he still does – he's still Giancarlo Stanton for, like, his first season there, but it's, like, this this guy's is probably on the decline, and then it actually happens. He's 28. 28? Be, oh, okay. That, uh, older, older than I... Okay, maybe this will be his decline season then. This could be. And not, not because of physical reasons, but mental stuff. And then it just never... He just never really recovers. I could see that happening because New York can ruin someone. See, see what's happened too. So often you get big name players too that... And I'm not trying to compare John Collar Stanton the, the greatest home run hitter of all time, Barry Bonds. Um Fight me. Let's let's have our Mark McGuire. <laughs> Actually, because Mark McGuire had a higher home runs to at bat ratio. The door's over there. You can walk out <laughs> in time. Uh, uh, you know, no big deal. But I have this thing called numbers and did, stats. Did they choose to walk Mark McGuire all the time? No. No, well. because because you know back then pitchers actually pitched. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Point being, I'm not trying to compare them, but it seems like you kind of always get those guys that are either it's home, it's almost home run or they're going to strike out. It's there's almost no in between, and it's not that John Carver can't like hit a single, I suppose, or a double, but it's just like he's already had two games where he's gone 0 for five with five strikeouts. No one's ever done it. Like the if he were to do it three times, he'd break the record for doing it in the season. Yeah, what I what I I kind of see him. Uh, more, I mean, like that. He he is a home run strikeout guy, but he can still get on base. If you look, if you want like a real like home run strikeout guy, I'm gonna think of someone like Adam Dunn. Yeah, well, that's like that's, that's a true one, favorite, but like yeah. that's a true like home run or nothing yeah. guy. But like with with John Carlos Stanton, yeah, most of his hits are gonna be home runs, but he can find other ways to get on base. Yeah, he's no Albert Pujols back when he was with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. where he would. If you needed him to just, you know, hit a dinky little single, he could do it. If you needed him to crush it 500 feet, he'd do it. He could do whatever he needed on offense. Right. He's not like that, but he's maybe a somewhere. He's somewhere kind of in between. Yeah. No. I. I'm not like I said. I'm not trying to say that's exactly his mo. But yeah. Like. But I. I. But yeah. I'm just kind of clarifying with what yeah, you're saying. It's kind of the mold, though. Is like you get these guys that are almost strictly power hitters. And then you expect them to do something else, and when they don't, it's like, oh, no, well, are we uh, get home safe? Yeah, let's get home safe. Um, but that, I don't know. There's still, uh, I mean, there's a lot of season to play, but that's the alarming part is that it's already happening this early in the season. But yeah, but also at the same time, looking at his numbers, it's not like he's that bad. Yeah, he had some cold games, but I mean, yeah, he it's 13 games of the season. He's batting 241, which is like bad, mm-hmm. but. Could be worse. It de- well, yeah, it definitely. It's not like I remember, like once again going back to some true home run or nothing guys. I met jokingly just mentioned a guy named Rob Deere. Uh-huh. I was watching a video about how home run or nothing he was, and I think one year he started out, um, like in uh, by May seventh he was batting like one sixteen with like seven hits or something like that. All seven were home runs. Oh jeez. Then he finished that season batting one seventy nine with twenty four home runs. <laughs> 27 hits, 24 home runs. <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, that's 24 more runs. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. That's that's 20, 
three more home runs than I've hit at the major league level. <laughs> wow. Rob and I have combined for 24 home runs in that season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caught me off guard. Oh. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll, everyone figures it out, you know, once the season gets I through. mean, the it's Yankees just, are still going to at least make the ALCS. I mean, to be fair, people last week were up in arms about uh, Kapler at the Phillies. Yeah. Which, I mean, I still, or Kepler. Yeah. Whichever way, I, I mean, yeah, I can I can check the pronunciation on that. Just uh, a second here, uh, and I I mean I relatively like the Phillies. I kind of like to pay attention to them. I'm not <clears throat> I'm gonna say I'm as big of a fan as I used to be of Kapler. 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 Yep. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was either way. Um, but they they were a week in the season. I know he had made some questionable decisions, but they were already like, mm, "Are we gonna get rid of this guy?" Like before the All Star break, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, oh, what? And then you look at like what he did, and it's like, okay, like he used like eighteen pitchers in like four games. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's alarming. That's the opposite of uh, Dusty Baker, aka must destroy all young pitchers. I he pulled Aaron Nola. Uh, I think, and uh, it was like five, four and a half, or, or four and a third, or five innings of work. Uh, he was throwing like a one-hit scoreless game. Which game was, was that? Which game was that? Do you uh, know? I don't think it was the opener, but it was their. It was the first week of baseball. First, first week. Yeah. Was it the two to fifteen loss? Maybe. Oh yeah, because it. I think it went downhill like really fast. Uh, no, because Vince. Um, Velasquez, yeah, he but no, he used in that two fifteen match. I mean, yeah, it was fifteen rounds, but um, he used six pitchers, and the starter, as you might imagine, did have the most innings, but not by much. He had two and two thirds innings. Not great. <laughs> Maybe it was not fit. It, but one of the games, it, it's just like it opened and it just like went downhill really fast, and then they, you know. Beat the Marlins twice, but it's the Marlins, so it's not really like you can be that, uh, I guess, optimistic about it. But they're six and five. I, I don't know. People are already just like ready to try to hire Joe Girardi instead, <laughs> which is understandable. He's not a bad manager. No, he's not. I think people are just like confused. The thing with like John Carlos, it's such a new, like you expect you expect what he should do, and then since he's not doing it, people are mad. You don't know what Kapler's going to do. And then he makes a couple of questionable decisions, and then you're mad. So it's just like it's kind of the same, but it's like we have high expectations, and you're not meeting them. We have no expectations, and you're not meeting them. So it's just like I don't know. It's it's the first couple of weeks of baseball. I don't think it. But I've never seen neither situation for a, at least for a first time manager, someone call for someone's head so quickly. Like yeah, it was like the first. Th- it was the first series, and they're like. Get this guy out of it here. It was in the third inning of the first game. Yeah, I, think, I thought the Phillies were going to be like, hey, remember when we had Ryan Sandberg as our manager? Was it really that bad? Ryan, is he the, was he the last one? Uh, he was one or two years ago. I'm trying to remember, but I remember, yeah, he was there. Because a lot of people, which thank God that didn't happen, but I remember everyone when Cubs are making the shift to Theo Ball, one of the things they're like, hey, we need, uh, we need Ryan Sandberg as our manager. Because he was their manager at Iowa. And then we were screaming for Theo's head after he didn't hire him. We just got Joe Madden instead. <laughs> so here's what happened: it was that eight to five game. It was the it was the season opener. I couldn't remember if it was the opening day or not. Aaron Nola went uh, five five and, five and a third with one earned and three hits, and then he used one, two, three, four, five more pitchers just for them to lose eight to five. And they had two of them had holds, <laughs> one had a blown save, and then one had a loss. All separate guys. Yeah, so three of those guys had double-digit ERAs after that game. Yeah. 27, 27, 40 and a half. Yeah, it was a rough game. But, like, I, I get why people were mad Why does right that away. sound like the old Cubs in September? <laughs> <laughs> I I get why people are mad about it, but, like, it's the what first, are you gonna do? first couple weeks of baseball, whatever. Now, if this starts happening in, like, July, June or July, um, like, around the All-Star game time, then that's when you kind of are like, okay, we're halfway through this thing. Is it just an experiment, or you know, is this going somewhere? But I mean, 
which I don't know about experimenting in baseball as much. I mean, like, you have spring training to do that. Like, you have a full month to just, like, hey, it's, what if we bat a dog? And it's like, okay, cool. It's spring training, no one cares. You can do anything. You might as well no put your cares. kid out there. Exactly. They had Will Ferrell play for 10 teams in a day. That so was awesome. I that was, that, was, really that cool. was great. That's why the Cubs won the World Series. My favorite part is when uh, Don Mattingly goes out there and he says, did I make the team? <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, anyway, that was my two cents. I, I think that's more than two cents, but okay. No, there's a few in there. I just think like you're right. No, you don't really need to experiment in baseball, like you said. That's what spring training is for. I think it's harder to. You can't really experiment managing because it's not. Yeah, you can. Like it's, you well, can try a different strategy. Well, no, I just mean like. You can't expect your manager to go, I'm going to pull this guy after five innings. Like, in, in a game where he's actually – like, in spring training, you would pull a guy after, like, three innings because of that's, spring Okay, that, that's true. That's a, they, they, like the situations are They switch different. pitchers like underwear in spring training. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How often are you changing your underwear? Every three innings. <laughs> Every two to three innings. Depends on how it's going. <laughs> depends on how close the score is. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um – NBA. Speaking of speaking of changes, actually, um, oh, I just had this next on the list uh, for us, if that's fine. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of changes, no longer will the NFL. We're gonna have to change to. We're gonna have to adjust to no more color rushing on Thursdays. All right, you can uh, turn the brightness down on your TVs. You can. You mean, get... you mean up, right? No. Yeah, back maybe, to what it was. You want to turn it back up? I don't know. Dude, no. I. They. And they came out and they said, like, the next day, like, okay, well, we aren't getting rid of the idea of color rush. But. But, like, teams will get to choose. Well, most of the teams, like, hated it. Yeah, most of the teams hated it. I remember it's like, Raiders played on Thursday. It's a color rush. And it's like, hey, what colors are we rushing? White. Gray. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a bright one. Didn't they wear wear all white? They wore, like, an all white once. With, like, with, like. They wore like an all gray, and I'm like, ooh, that's so appealing to the eye. <laughs> I, we might as well just get right into this. I, I cannot think of many color rush uniforms that were worth a damn, to be honest. Because I know that like the, there's the Bills. That's all I can think of because it was red when it was like. I mean, not that it was good, but I could, I just remember what it looked there, like. Well, the thing too is like they're like we're gonna do this uh, color rush all red. They already have like an alternate of all blue that they wear. Where they'll wear the blue top and uh, blue uh, pants, but like, I don't know the red. The red was fine. I personally, I liked it, but the red, <laughs> the all red versus the all green of the Jets should should have never happened, and it should only never on happen Christmas. again. Correct. And the only, I mean, the only reason you see teams like the Raiders or I think it was even like the Raven. No, the yeah, the Ravens weren't all black. The uh, I'd Raiders go purple were like with all them. white, but like the Raiders. You have no choice. What colors? You don't have a choice. You don't but have colors. Like some teams, it's just like you don't. Even the colors you do have probably shouldn't be used. So they're like, well, we'll do an all white. It's like. Yeah, Cleveland Browns color rush. <laughs> all brown. <laughs> That's disgusting. They've worn, they've worn an all orange. Maybe they did do an all orange. I hope I not. I don't remember. But. Like, and here's the thing is like, there's like, oh, color rush, we're doing something completely different. Those uniforms are still kind of tame. Yeah, like, not. for what they could be for, like, if you want to have really exciting uniforms. Like, I know we were we were talking we were not going to get into other sports. But what I have to bring up, since this is a history show, 1999, um, MLB did turn-ahead-the-clock uniforms for what they thought uniforms in baseball would look like 50 years from now. Mm-hmm. And they were just completely outrageous. Like, you can look them up, but, like, what they would do was, I think they were almost sleeveless jerseys and, like, the Kansas City, there were, like, four games that had teams participating in it. And, like, for example, the Kansas City Royals, they had, like, blue, like, the royal blue sleeves, but, like, a yellow jersey with their, like, logo with the KC and the crown thing. Mm-hmm. Like, just took up, like, the entire uniform. Like, it went, completely went off the template of the jersey. And it was just looked ridiculous. Um, the Mariners changed to, because they thought they'd maybe change colors in the future, they changed to red and black. They allowed Griffey to wear his, uh, like his hat backwards, like during play. Yeah. Like, 
they just went completely all out. And if you want to have have uniforms be the center of attention, you're like, oh, we're just going to make them wear the same color on pants and jersey. And it's like, whoa, no, that's not going to be that attention grabbing. Well, and the thing too with it is like, a lot of the teams wanted to do a color rush as like a like one of their throwback uniforms, but they're like, mm, no, because you can't. That's actually no, that's going to draw too much. Uh, that's that's actually going to get people's interest. We can't too much revenue. Can't do that. Uh, no, part of the issue was is then they came out and said you can't wear, um, you can't wear different shells uh, mm-hmm. for the helmets for different uniforms, and. I, it confused me for the longest time because I didn't really, like, I understood what they meant, but at the same time, it's like, I don't. So, if the Broncos wanted to wear their throwbacks with, like, the old Bron- the old horse and the D on the helmet, they would still have to wear the new color. Yeah, which they did that. But, and they did that, the new color with the old logo, and it just looked bad. Oh, yeah. Because Cause when that's I think not the color of the helmet. That, that They were light blue and orange. They were not. And, that, and, it, and it only worked for that. Right. So, it, like, anytime, you know, the teams want to do, like, alternates or whatever, they almost can't now. And I know they said that there's, like, a new – they were coming out with another new, like, uniform stipu- – not stipulation, but a protocol or something like that. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just that I – I'm okay with the color rush going away. Not, uh, the the absolutely, absolutely. Not the not necessarily the uniforms going away, but the idea. Well, basically forcing teams to wear the same stupid, uh, a monochromatic stupid uniform. uniform. And some of the teams, and I just looked it up to make sure. So the Washington Redskins, they didn't ever wear one. Good. They were just like, no, we're not going to do it. And like like you said, with the Raiders, what do you? What color are you going to do? Well, okay, so the... Gray. So, so Washington is burgundy and yellow. So you go you go all burgundy, which is kind of... Burg- Did you say burgundy and yellow? Gold, sorry. Well, no, but I just you would work so great at Land's End. Why? Burgundy. I, I don't even know what that is. It's a red. It's a red. Okay, cool. Anyways. It's a dark red. Let's get off this topic. Anyways, go ahead. So... But, go ahead. So they either go all burgundy or they go all gold. So the ones they came out with were all gold. And they're like, Ugh, okay, no. With burgundy numbers. I almost, I almost spit this water up. Uh, so they're just like, no, nah, we're not going to wear it. So they just didn't. They're just like, whatever. And then someone came out and said their uniforms are actually going to be an all black alternate. What? And I was like, that's not even in their color scheme. So why? So they, they just never. Hey, Raiders, could you wear an all blue yeah, uh, alternate. Like, yeah, let's just just yeah, absolutely. Stick our hand into a hat and just pull out a color. Absolutely. This is absolutely. your color rush uniform. Oh, okay. And you're just supposed to say, "Yeah, yes, Mr. Goodell, I will do whatever you want me to." Get rid of him! Oh my god. That's we need like. Two no, we're, hours not gonna, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna. We're not We're not gonna get that. started on this today. But anyway, um, we wanted to discuss. Wanted to discuss, you know, best like throwback uniforms that could be used instead, but. Now that I think about it, there's never been any great uh, throwback uniforms in the NFL. Because every team, it's just like numbers. And there's no design on the jersey. It's only on the helmet. Um, like well, if, See, like the, the old school Rams, like the, the horns uh, I like were that. slightly different. And it well, was just like, it's, it's a matter of... And they should have never. They should have never changed from no, what they, they looked like in the nine or yeah nineties, eighties, whatever. When they were good, um, actually, they were terrible for that time. It's fine. Uh, no, but you're right. It's um, it's one of those things where it's hard to get super creative in the NFL because it's all about the color scheme. And if your helmet looks cool, there's no logo really plays a part in it unless it's only on the helmet. And if the colors of the uniform don't work, it doesn't matter what's on the helmet because it's mm-hmm. yeah. it's going to be an eyesore. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's you almost. It's not like. It's not like baseball. Rush, that's why the color rush. You said it was tame, but it's like that's why it's not tame because you could mess it up and they did you could mess it up so easily it's not like baseball eh, kind of but hockey and basketball where basketball you got all the different fonts you could use hockey is just hockey is just the logo you have so much to work with 
and you have that you have so much to work with then basketball you got you know basketball and baseball you got you know the you know you got a script uh logo that you can use and you can make go fancy with that you can even throw a logo on there if you want um baseball in the 80s had those pullover jerseys they should need they need to bring those back yeah they need to bring those back those look great <laughs> um i know we said we were gonna get other sports so let's just let's keep getting in other sports uh I think the best thing, the best and the worst thing the NBA did this year was doing a very similar scenario where it's like we're going to, not league mandated jerseys, but they did the city edition. So oh, every, I thought those were great. I, every team, and there were, there were only a few that like you have to look up the reasoning behind it to be like, okay, I get where they're coming from with it. Miami's is awesome. Uh, Ron and I said that they should, only, that, should be, that should be their main. Same, no. <laughs> I know that like you're kind of, there's some joking in there because that's like completely different from the regular. Yeah. What should actually be their full time look like completely changed what they have now is the Sacramento Kings. Have you seen their uh, that's jersey? That's the one that has the SAC across the front. Isn't no. It? No, it's no, it's not. No, it's a it's this it's the they go back to their they had an updated version of their current logo, but all with their old colors with the sky blue and scarlet. Yeah, they, like, should, they should go back to They that. need to go back yeah. to that. I don't know why they ever went to purple, honestly. Yeah, like That's really cool. That that should seriously be their new their new uniform and, no, and, and logo. I, and I know like it Like it looks like, so much better than that crappy purple. We joke a little bit that the Miami Vice should be like the their color scheme. But, but that was that was their best. That was the best. But it the, looks city better ones. it almost looks better than the red and black do together. Yeah, the only the only problem I have is that it's very obvious it's playing on Miami Vice. Yeah. And I think if a team wanted to rebrand based on a eighties TV show, that would look that would sound a little ridiculous. It looks good, but you it like for business reasons it wouldn't work. It's not even I mean yes, it's based based on the color, you know, the 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 idea of that too but like that's the color scheme of south beach it's not mm-hmm. even miami vice it's like i think like, what they could do always been used i think what would be interesting is they could do what the um san antonio spurs did where they can go like with a like black the black and white uniforms that they have because i mean that wouldn't be a change from what they have now but everything else is like miami colors because the san antonio spurs they used to like in the 90s i think it was they um their uniforms were both black and white no matter where, but their court and logo were like Latin colors like um Well they did like, like the green green, yeah. um like green, you know, bright orange, sky blue, uh and other colors that were like this like the Latin art scene down there. And I think if they did something like Miami did something like that, that would be interesting. Well we were just saying that like it, they shouldn't make it their main colors. Like they shouldn't change their colors. They should make it. They should install it as a. And I Is think they, like the font, the, no, the no, script no, just, logo. They should just like take the uniform or the idea of it and just implement it as one of their like rotation of. Oh, yeah, that'd be a great alternate. Yeah, but they've gotten to the point where I think even the team's gone. Okay, these are really cool and people really like these. So <laughs> let's we're keep just them. Gonna keep wearing. That's them. that's what the that's because what the they, Kings did. That's what the Kings did. They even like kept tweeting. They're like. All right, we're back in. Uh, we're back in the Vicers. It's like, okay, they're at home. Are they going to wear them? And then you're like, yeah, they wore them. <laughs> the very few times after they started wearing them, did they play a home game where they didn't wear them? And I think it just—we weren't saying they need to make it like their main color scheme or anything. And I know that's kind of backtracking what I said, but it's that on the road they should do their, you know, all black and red. Do their old school like script font. And black and 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 reds or whatever on the road, but at home, they should wear the Miami Vice jerseys or the all whites because their white hot jerseys are really cool too. But yeah, I can completely agree with that. Kings just need to completely rebrand yeah. what they have. And some teams have just gone, you know. And then re-brand. and then even if it's rebranding. And backwards. I think and I think their alternate um, needs to be back to the uniforms they had in the Chris Webber or Jason Williams days, where they had you know their actual font on the jersey instead of so like hey uh, my five-year-old kid wrote kings on a piece of paper i like how it looks let's throw it on the jersey it's like okay sweet good idea yeah yeah anyway but continuing on with the uh, nba well i, I guess or you got so yeah yeah we're, i'll let you i'll let you well i was just gonna Make say it last. if if you had to pick your favorite 
And your least favorite color rush, what would it be? Favorite? Oh, man. Um, uh, I'm going to go with none. Okay. For my favorite. And then for least favorite, um, I'm going to go most of them, but especially the Raiders because it's not even a color rush. Like it's lack, just, it's just lack of color rush. It's just, yeah, it's just. I, it was like our color rush uniforms. I'm like, wait, did you put color in there? We don't have that rush. We don't have color. Um, I was gonna say when you said the rebranding thing. I feel like when the Rams moved, they should have just gone completely back to the old school. Like, and then they, colors, but they, yeah, well, they, they, they. They went put, to the like, old they school. They put like the white, white and navy, which not, doesn't work. That is, they work. wear whites at home. Yeah, it's like, what did someone say? Because they wear like the gold. white. They yeah, they wear the gold and navy on their jersey, but like the white on their helmet. It's like they have yet to unlock the third level jersey, but they're on the third level helmet. <laughs> it's like we have to lock certain equipment in like Madden or whatever. Well, no, they. I, That's what it looks like. They haven't now, unlocked all their jerseys. Well, even now at home, they'll wear their white jerseys with the navy patches, and that's like that's. Their white uniforms just like their home uniform anymore. Um, I think I said earlier the Ravens weren't all black, and this one they did wear an all purple one of the years. Um, if I had to pick a least favorite, it's probably, and I can't even say the Seahawks because they've like almost worn that before. My least favorite's probably, hmm, well, if the, the Browns, I think, did an all orange. That's gross. It, my least favorite is most of them also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. If I had to pick a favorite, though, looking at this, the uh, the Lions did a really good job with an all-black and, like, accenting their blue. No, I, I, that would work. Jersey. That would work. Uh, and I think that's what you have to do for some of these, like, alternates. It's like if you're going to pick a color that's not yours, you have to use your color in a way that, like, makes it pop. But, again, they're... If you could make, like, a chrome uniform, that'd be really cool, too. Because a lot of teams, like, implement silver, which that would, I mean... Raiders. Yeah. So <laughs> That's the only way they could make that look good. Also, before we move on to the NBA, my favorite Nebraska alternate. Oh, yep. Fight Sorry. me. Uh, 2013, home against UCLA. It was the black top with the white lettering, or the white numbers, and red lettering for the names. White pants with a stripe down the side, and the helmet was a matte white with a red N or maybe a black N, and then the face mask went from uh, black to red, or red to black. I think it was the best one because it wasn't overkill. The black just looked really sleek. They lost, but that's okay. And But it's just like it was the uniform that was – because we were coming off of the, you know, pa- duct tape pajamas against Wisconsin at home, and then, like – basically the same thing the next year but with a black helmet and then it's or no the first time was with a black helmet the second time was with the red helmet and the black helmet and so uh but their sellout streak jerseys were pretty cool too the like when they made it the 1962 like throwback oh those are great um those are probably mine tied with i really liked what they did with wisconsin with the 97 jerseys yeah, I mean it was a little too simple, but it got the job. I think they should have just worn the actual jerseys. Well, that's what I was gonna say. They should have made it instead of just made instead of just putting the circles on the numbers. I think they. Should so yeah, with that now you make that point, and I do agree with you. I think the 1962 jerseys were probably my, my favorite. My my favorite ones were are the black top. 1962 and then the rest are kind of just the all whites were cool but they could have done a lot better because they didn't have any of the patches that nebraska normally wears and so it could have been any adidas team in the big 10 which isn't very many but like since the name's not on there it doesn't say huskers anywhere and they honestly could have just been an alternate for any of them i think the no i know for a fact the worst one that we've ever done i think 2002 good old jamal lord they had this giant red stripe down the side have you seen those uniforms yeah. oh i know what you're talking i remember because i was I, I remember when i worked for barstool huskers i had to edit a highlight video with some players and there's some with jamal lord i had a pause that was the only time i've ever been happy that a video was like had that like so few pixels <laughs> like there were four pixels that video i'm like i wish it was one <laughs> i wish it was none honestly i wish I wish I was just editing audio right now. They, uh, they were so bad. 
Yeah, at that point, you just wear red pants. No, exactly. And that doesn't work. <laughs> they've only done it... Well, yeah, well, they tried it a couple more times, but they've only no, done a true all-red. Do just don't... Yeah, they should never do that, honestly. Yeah, no, the all-red... I think they're going to be done with those. The all-red's just bad. But white top, red bottoms? Absolutely. Pretty sweet. So... Now we can go back to the NBA. Sorry, I just wanted to make that point. Yeah, I completely forgot we were going to discuss uh, that. Moved on. So I'm so unprofessional. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we'll get used to it. Anyways. <laughs> I thought you already were. Um, Before we get into the uh, true um, predictions uh, here, okay. uh, Hornets fired their head coach after a 36 and season. And who? Whomst was their coach? Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford. He was there for five years, though. Yeah, because, I mean, he was just kind of – he was one of those coach that, coaches that was just there. Kind of seemed like he was on the hot seat, like, past three years. Like, the Cincinnati Reds manager right now, it's like – it's like, yeah, he's on the – he's coming into the season on the hot seat. He's like, hasn't he been on the hot seat since, like, since nine, he's been there? Since, like, 2004. <laughs> but – so, do we want to, like, go game by game for this thing? Or uh, You mean how, series by series? series I'm not going series. game by game. No, not game by game. Series by series is what I meant. Matchup. Yeah, each matchup is what I guess mm-hmm. I meant. So, um, once, Raptors, Rockets, they're going to – I mean, no eight seed's going to win. Yeah, you're probably right there. So, Rapt, Raptors, Wizards. Raptors. And I, actually, I think it'll go in six. In six? Yeah, Raptors and – I'd say Raptors in five. Uh, Celtics, Bucks. Celtics, Bucks. Uh, Celtics and four. Celtics and five. Celtics and five. Bucks and seven. Bucks and seven. Yeah. Even after what happened against the Sixers. But it's because they didn't want to play the Sixers in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to play the Sixers I, in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. Fifteen wins uh, going into the one, two, the one, two, three, four, five Sixers. Uh, well, yeah, no, the 16. ten, nine, eight, seventy Sixers. <laughs> uh, going. Yeah, you can't win 16 games going into the playoffs and then be like, yeah, no, let's play those guys. Give me the, give me those guys. They're really hot right now. Like, Only in March Madness is that team going to lose because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in March Madness. Yeah, well, see, the nice thing with this, when you play a series is it's, it becomes a little more predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, going down, uh, we got that Sixers Heat. Sixers Sweep. I, I have to pick the Heat just because I like the Heat. So What? Really? But I think the no, the Sixers will win. But I think they're going to sweep them. It's going to be no, Cause who, Sixers in five, and if the Heat win it, it'd have to be in seven. Because the only interesting matchup in that series is going to be Embiid. And uh, Hassan Whiteside. Which, you know, it's Haslam? Him also. <laughs> um, see, Embiid's not going to play in game one. He's going to play in two, three, and four. Five Sixers. <laughs> Five Sixers. Um, uh, yeah, like that's going to be the only interesting matchup, which I think Hassan could win that. But there's also Ben Simmons. That's true. And there's also a red-hot J.J. Redick. A red-hot Markel Fultz. And a red-hot, <laughs> Mar- a white-hot Markel Fultz. Cavs, Pacers, 4-5. Wow. Um, Cavs, Pacers, Cavs. Um, I don't, I want to say Cavs sweep. I'll say Cavs in five. I want the Pacers to win. Oh, absolutely. If Oladipo... But, but playoff LeBron. Playoff LeBron. Playoff LeBron. If Victor Oladipo goes off, they're winning this thing. Dude, I would love to see that. No, I I doubt the Pacers. That, that, guarantees, that guarantees LeBron at our three next year for the Sixers. That At the three, would just four, leave. five, sixers. You, yeah. <laughs> not one. Not, not two, not three, not four, not five. Six sixers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're uh, next round, sixers. Oh, what, you have sixers, Celtics? Not sixers, Celtics. Sixers and seven. I think. Yeah, I think the Sixers will beat the Bucks again if if they were to meet up. I think the Sixers would beat the Celtics, the Celtics either way. Yeah, either way. Um, so Raptors, Cavs. I, honestly, I'm going to take the Raptors in seven, hmm. but I think like I want the Raptors win in seven, but I think the Cavs. Okay, so this is where we're going to disagree. Six, we're not going to have to go on different routes here. I'm going to pick Cavaliers in six. Okay, yeah, it's Cavs in six or Raptors in seven. It's 
is what I think. But but playoff LeBron. Playoff LeBron. All right, so who comes out of the East? I know we talked about it last week, but uh, now we know tough, the this actual is a matchups. Tough, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Um, Because since LeBron's going to play for the Sixers next year, I feel like he's going to be a, pull push back a little bit. But I don't know. I Honestly, that's a complete toss-up for me. Depends on Markel Fultz. Yeah, it depends on how hot Markel Fultz gets. Um, I don't know if this is really going all out on a limb because they won 16 games going into the playoffs. I think the Sixers could beat the Cavs. I, I, the no, I think so, too. Like I said, it's a toss-up. But I think it will – I know we said it last week. I think it comes down to Sixers-Cavs. That's who's going to play off LeBron. Uh, I think they're going to be I, – I think if they play, they'll win in 10, 9, 8, 7. Sixers. Seven games. There we go. I think that's what's going to happen. Honestly, um, unless I'm missing something here, I think since I think 85 was the last time Sixers won the, the championship, this is the best team they've had since then. This is the best team the Sixers have since the Sixers won the ship. Yes, in 85, I believe. 85 or 86. That's a, that's a measurement of time that Ron uses. Something hasn't happened since the Sixers won the ship. Oh, seriously? Yeah. But no, honestly, that's the, like it's a fair, it's a fair. Because the, yeah, they made it to the finals in 01. That was not a good team. It was Allen Iverson and a That was Allen Iverson. And a bunch of scrubs. Dikembe. Yeah. Old Dikembe. Tyrone Hill? <laughs> Tyrone Hill is our just, third guy. Tyrone Hill. Downhill from there. Hey, but we have Eric Snow and Matt Geiger. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that changes my oh, opinion. Yeah. You're right. Um out of the, oh. Out of the West, Rockets, Wolves, Rockets. <laughs> Four. Yeah, it's probably a sweep. Five at the if most. They can win in, if they can win in three games, it'll happen. Yeah. If the, if the T-Wolves can just quit after three. The, now, the Timberwolves are good. And They're a good team, but the Rockets are one of the best teams yeah. in a while. Yeah. I don't know. And the Wolves obviously had to play that. Had to steal the NCAA's idea of, of, of a play-in play-in game. Yeah. Thunder Jazz. Yeah, they should have played that. They should have played the Denver Minnesota game in Dayton. In Dayton Ohio. We might as well have done that. Uh, da, 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 da. Stop. Thunder <laughs> Thunder Jazz. <sighs> Give me the Thunder in six. Really? Yeah. Russell Westbrook's gonna triple double all six games. He's gonna make Oscar Robertson look like a scrub in seven <laughs> in six games. He already did that. Right, well, you're right. Um, I. I'm going to go Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's overrated, but I'm going to go Jazz. I think they got a lot of heart. You need, and as I've learned from watching The Replacements starring Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves, you need the only way you can win is with a lot of heart. <laughs> so I'm going to pick the Utah Jazz. All right. Blazers, Pelicans. Give me the Blazers. Oh, yeah. Five. Yeah, five. Yeah. Honestly, I could, see, I could see a sweep. If Dame gets hot, I can see a sweep. The only issue becomes matching up with Anthony Davis. Is Boogie even healthy? I don't even know. No, I think he's out for the full season. Okay. Well, Warriors Spurs, Warriors four. Honestly, the team's better without Boogie, yeah. if you ask me. Um Warriors Spurs, yeah, Warriors. Yeah, Warriors sweep. Warriors sweep. Um first semifinal, Rockets and you have the Jazz, but Rockets. Rockets. I mean yeah. whoever it is. Yeah, it regardless, it's the Rockets. I think if it's the Jazz, it's a quicker series. If it's the Thunder, I think the Thunder take one at home. But I can see that. So uh, Warriors, Blazers, Warriors. Yeah, but it, uh, it might be a six-game series, though. I could, yeah, I could see six, but at most six. Yeah, at most six. Uh, Rockets, Warriors. This is where it gets tough. This is where this is where uh, where we have to we have to stop the show and ask everyone in the building, and then this take is what that separates data. the men from the boys. This is the Western Conference from the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Um. Jeez, I'm gonna go Rockets in seven. This is gonna be a this is gonna be an all time playoff series. I'm not even the sake of like being devil's advocate. I think it's Warriors and seven. It's one of the two teams will win. And it's gonna come down to game seven. How do you feel about this uh, prediction? In every game, let's go. Both teams in every game are gonna score hundred points. It's not. I, I want to say that's like that's kind of bold. That's kind of like a, a strong predict. That no, that's pretty real. I think. What will happen, though, is one of the teams 
won't get like really close to 100 at, every time. At most, at most, there will be one game where a team scores like 90, like in the nine. Every team, team will. The every team will score. Every game. We'll have a hundred points. Teams will have 90. In every game, there the winning team will have a hundred points. Yeah. But every game, both teams will score at least 90. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's completely fair. I Ninety-two to hundred seven is going to be like the lowest scoring game in that series. <laughs> it's game two. Like, I'm calling it in regulation. One thirty-four to. <laughs> um. So all ABA ball. Uh, all right. Who's your NBA Finals champion? Uh, whoever went Rockets. I mean, yeah. I, I want to. I want to. I mean, of course, I want to pick the Sixers, but it's going to be Rockets or Rockets or Warriors is the NBA Finals. You're right. Oh, I want. I don't want the Warriors to win again, but I don't. Care I just for the Rockets. I either, just so. don't want another Cavs Warriors series. I Correct. don't care who is in it as long as both teams are not in. If it's not, I don't care. If it's Warriors Sixers, fine. If it's Rockets Cavs, fine. Fine. But just not Warriors Cavs. Like we need to watch. St- I'm gonna. St- oh, no, I won't say I'm. St- NBA's on the rise in terms the, of watchability now. The thing is, though, and before we move on, really quick, yeah. the, the thing is with. Yeah. Warriors Cavs. If it happened this year, it's like not staged to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Both teams aren't the number one seed. Both teams aren't coming into the playoffs as like the hottest teams. Neither of them had the had an all time season. No one's really been an all time player this year. They're Curry's both kind of, Curry's on the decline. They've both kind of I don't want to say quietly got in because playoff LeBron. Um, <laughs> but they kind of have been like. Playoff LeBron. No one, no one's been like, oh my, these two are gonna duke it out. People are like, legitimately saying, yeah, the Raptors or the Sixers could definitely make. I wonder it to what happened. Finals. I wonder. I'm thinking about this. Bad Boy Pistons versus a team with Playoff LeBron. Playoff LeBron. <laughs> well, like, what would? How would they? De- how would they defend him? Like, what measurements would it be? Like some Tanya Harding, like iron pipe to the shins during a game, something kind of like that. I think that's the only way they're gonna. A team like that's gonna try to put slow down LeBron. Oh, we're talking bad boys with Bill Lambeer. Oh yeah, Lambeer's just gonna start throwing actual punches. No, yeah, which he probably like I said, it's gonna be an iron, iron pipe to LeBron shins. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way you're gonna beat LeBron. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole what what whenever everyone's like, oh, he can't play in that era. It's like, well. You It'd be interesting. This is why you can't compare eras because you're wrong. I. No, it would be interesting. The 80s was the best era of basketball. I will argue that till the end of time. And that's fine. I'm just saying, like, they obviously don't play, like, as tough of defense now. Whenever people they, like that, they, they like, obviously how, how are you going to defend a guy that's six nine, or 250 pounds? It's like... Punches. Yeah. You're going to beat the hell out of him. That's what you're going to do. Like, that's what they did back then. And I I get, you know, the the ice cream truck drivers and the plumbers that MJ had to play. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at him. Oh, what a crossover. Yeah, he crossed over Brent Price. <laughs> I could do that now. I think I did do that. I think I did that when I was four on accident. <laughs> I like, I, when I was like four or five, I was walking across the street and Brent Price uh, was walking in front of me and so I stepped to the side and he just fell to the ground. Yeah, broke both of his ankles. And my mom made me apologize for breaking uh, Brent Price's ankles. True story. She made Brent Price apologize. <laughs> for playing in the NBA. <laughs> okay. Quickly. So, sorry to Brent Price. I'm sure you're a good guy. Probably not. Uh, quickly. Oh, <laughs> quickly before we get to our uh, long awaited segment that we teased on Twitter. So you better follow us on Twitter at Karen U Chasing Hist. Uh, History was too long. Yeah. Someone had taken it already. Um, but this is a part of the show where we talk about stats. stats. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like oh, – there's one thing I wanted to touch up on. This is very quick. Um, John Boyce, big inspiration behind this show. He, uh, We wanted to get your guys' opinion on this, uh, all one of you. Um, he tweeted a list of – Shout out to you, Keith. <laughs> a list of America's most famous people. And I'm going to start from number one and work my way back. Okay. Number one uh, was Beyonce. Number two was uh, early 90s uh, Padres outfielder Phil Plantier. Number three was Tom Cruise. Number four was uh, mid-90s Orioles catcher uh, Chris Hoyles, who in all seriousness was had one of the best catch, uh, seasons as a catcher um, in like the past uh, 30 years. Uh, Bruno Mars at number five. Uh, Garrett Anderson, number fourth in the MVP voting in 2002, was sixth. 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson was seven. Ed Giovanola at uh, number eight. Mark Zuckerberg, the Zuck, at number nine. And then Wilson Bedemit at number ten. And I, Any I, changes you'd make to that? Uh, well, I saw your tweet for honorable mention, Tim Salmon. I, I think he's more famous than Wilson Bedemit. If, uh, if Garrett Anderson's number six, Tim Salmon's got to be like nine or ten. Just saying. Any addition to that? Barry Bonds isn't on there. He's not that famous. Not anymore. He's he's not he's no Phil Plantier. He, he's no he's no uh, Chris he's pretty, Hoyles. He's, he's no pretty, Chris Hoyles. He's pretty close to Beyonce though. He, he's no Chris Hoyles. Um, I'm amazed. Uh, Rick Rick Wilson, I believe. Um, I think that was his name. Oh, no, Rick Wilkins, uh, 93 Cubs catcher, mm-hmm. was like 11 or 12. He's an honorable mention. He was in there. Okay. Here's... But yeah, I think that's a good list. But anyway. Just wanted to throw that in there, a little segment. Go ahead. Thank you. Let's talk about the stat of the week. Stats. That's Stats. it. That's it. Uh, so who knew that budget cuts were going to be the only way for UNK to be good at baseball? Um, Not me. <laughs> uh, UNK had 26 hits, uh, including eight home runs, four doubles, to beat Fort Hayes State 26-17 to on Tuesday. They had combined 43 runs, which is believed to be a new school record, uh, as is UNK's 26 runs. Uh, Where else are we on here? Eight home runs is a school record. 26 RBIs is a school record. Uh, The teams combined for 45 hits, 12 home runs, which eight of them were UNK's. Ten walks, seven errors, and four hit batters over three and a half hours. Two grand slams in the fifth inning alone. And it's just... I mean, you you know UNK put up a seven spot in the bottom of the fifth, which included one of those grand slams. And you just go down this list, and uh, I wanted I thought I had one of the better batters, uh, Brandon Hernandez, four for seven with three runs, three RBIs. He reached base in thirty two straight games. So, I mean, what? four for five with two thirty two straight games. Yeah, can't wait for him to be signed by the A's. <laughs> And they've only played 35 games this year. So the first it's the first three games, Jeez. he must not have reached base. Jeez. So. Yeah, he's going to be playing for the A's. <laughs> Scott Hatterberg. Or maybe he made it, for, you know, there's some succession there. Then. But, yeah, so. Yeah, that's some Scott Hatterberg. That's not even like the beatdown of the week. That's just, that's one hell of a game. It's, they, still it's, it's won no, by, they still won by nine. It's no 50-3 game. It's no, no, <laughs> no, but. <laughs> but it's UNK. That was so. yeah. I saw that, and I, I remember you retweeted that, and I'm like, oh, so uh, I'm gonna get my eyes checked because <laughs> that's not right. That cannot be correct. But there you go. So there's your baseball slash stat slash kind of a beatdown of the week. That, uh, was, that was like three segments in one. Yeah, that was like a Neapolitan ice cream <laughs> of stats. Well, you want to talk about segments? Here's the best one of the week, and uh, probably of the show that we've had so far. It's time to go. Let's go. It's it's the best thing we've had. Our best show, unfortunately, was not recorded correctly, and <laughs> we're still both mad about that. But we'll get over it. Because, you can look at the walls in my bedroom for proof of that. Yeah, we we put up quotes that we said there just to make sure we didn't forget. But. So our, I was talking about how I punched all of them, oh, and then I covered them up with quotes, yeah, so well, management wouldn't get mad. Well, they, what they don't know won't hurt them. Mm-hmm. Might hurt your fists though. Uh, yes, uh, you, you, I can see this band aid. <laughs> That's where it's our long-awaited. Uh, we teased it on Twitter. Uh, I, I guess it's a spinoff, but it's not a spinoff. It's our own idea. This was this completely two, original. Two big stats guys, thirty stories. That are okay. That are that are pretty all right. We'll see if we ever pretty good. follow through with any of them. Uh, which which one of yours would you like to start with? Oh, we're starting with me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're just going to go in the order of whatever you feel like because I thought they were all pretty good. All right. Our first one is about who's going to win uh, Rookie of the Year here. What if I told you he wasn't the greatest? Just kidding. He absolutely is. What if I told you he made Donovan Mitchell look like Bo Spencer? Actually, more like Woody Harrelson in semi-pro. What if I told you he was a point guard whose second position was power forward? What if I told you people thought he was at an advantage because he sat out an entire season with an injury? Like, how, how is that going to help you at all? Like, 
Do you think that helped out Grant Hill or Penny Hardaway? No, it killed their career, even though Grant Hill decided to stay for like 12 more years sitting on the bench. But that's besides the point. KRNU Films critically acclaimed 2 for 30 presents Redshirt Rookie, The Ballad of Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons is our Rookie of the Year despite, quote, not being a rookie. Oh, it, you look at the stats, it's not even close. It's like, oh yeah, it's a medical redshirt, redshirt rookie. Like he's on a med- it's like, does that make Johnny Manziel not the first Heisman to win or first freshman to win a Heisman? No one cared when Blake Griffin won it, and he wasn't in his technical first season. Exactly. So, but they think it probably think it's just unfair how good of a season Simmons is. Honestly, could be but, it. Uh, here's my vote uh, for the MVP and uh, the next story that we're, we're going to try to follow up with. What if I told you? The MVP only needed to play one game. What if I told you he wasn't the greatest? The G League had failed to protect its greatest resource. Ten years as a math tutor means your numbers are immediately more important. What if I told you moonlighting as Don Cheadle was his one ticket to stardom? His NBA debut was bigger than being cast in the Avengers. He even squared up with one of his own jumpers. What if I told you 19 points would revamp a distraught franchise? Karenu Films critically claimed 2 for 30 presents We Should Have Called This Guy Sooner, the Andre Ingram story. He's my, he's my second vote for uh, Rookie of the Year. He's my second guy. But he's played 10 years of, of semi-professional basketball. It's not How fair. Can be a rookie? It's not fair. It's not fair. How? <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is, is pulling his hair out because <laughs> uh, he knows he knows his thre- second place in the voting is threatened. Our next story is about how Game 82 uh, for the Sixers and the Bucks was immediately uh, the best game that was played for one team and not the other. And uh, this is this is Jake's story on uh, the 76ers. Jake's, yeah, Jake's promo on the 76ers. What if I told you the 76ers beat the Bucks 130 to 95? That at the end of the first quarter, the Sixers led 46 to 18. What if I told you that Markel Fultz managed to get a triple double? Actually, you probably wouldn't be too surprised considering how badly the Bucks just got boat raced. What if I told you to clap your hands, everybody, for the Philadelphia 76ers? One, two, three, four, five, Sixers. 10, 9, 8, 76ers. Aaron U Films critically acclaimed 2 for 30 presents Zero Bucks Given, the story of a much better NBA team and city. I'd like to say that I came up with the title for it. I'd like to say that I said 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6ers, and you can't change that. <laughs> and you cannot take credit for me, for me saying that. I just was like, I had no room. We're like, you know what? Let's go. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Sixers. Sixers. <laughs> Ten, nine, we hit eight. the town with the crew. <laughs> 76ers. All right, lastly, because we are a show that uh, worries about history and stats, and I guess that was the premise of our show, but who knows if we do that anymore. Uh, this is my promo on uh, Russell Westbrook. What if I told you he wasn't the tallest, but he sure as hell was better than some scrub named Oscar? What if I told you He averaged a triple-double in consecutive seasons and will finish fourth in MVP voting, despite someone only completing this feat one other time. What if I told you he didn't care about stats, then proceeded to box out Carmelo Anthony to pad his stats? The only O left to chase is the number of rings he has. What if I told you his team actually sucked when he didn't get a triple-double, so maybe he should keep doing this? Karen U Films critically acclaimed 2 for 30 presents Move Steven, Get Out the Way, Russell Westbrook's record book. All I have to say about that is that really reminds me of when Sammy Soso finished ninth in the MVP voting when he had like 65 home runs. Just because like, uh, at that point it's like, whatever. <laughs> he does that all the time. Let's give it to Chipper Jones who has like batting 270 with 20 <laughs> home runs and didn't even make the All-Star game. Let's give him a vote. Let's give him an award. Uh, so if you guys have any ideas, whoever's listening, probably nobody. But uh, <laughs> You're you, right. If you have ideas, tweet us. Uh, we will also be active on Twitter with uh, what ideas we have, and we will try to turn some of these into like actual like 
little clip film trailers. We probably won't actually follow through and do a full one, but um, do what we can. Do what we can, and we're just trying to, you know, add some content to uh, to what we do. So, Jake, um, you got anything to say before we leave? Yeah, uh, I want to give a shout out to Roly and a shout out to Mustache Man. Shout out Keith Larson, uh, please. We need to. We need the. We need the listeners, Dad. Just stay. We need to stick up, stick on here. Link up for an interview sometime. Uh, this has been Chasing History. Tune in 10 a.m. on Fridays. He's Jake Larson. I'm Colton Stone. We'll yes, talk I to am. you guys next week.